bonus. Brought it to him. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jack with the All Pacers Pod. I'm joined today by Austin, and I didn't even say the tagline because I don't usually host this. Jeremy's usually the one. Pacers fan by Pacers fans (laughs) for Pacers Pods. I mean, I think that's about as good as it usually is. Yeah. The tagline. Shout out, Jeremy, if you're listening out there. Probably not listening, but probably downloaded, which is all we ask. Just download. We don't care if you listen. You just engage. No, no. Listen and engage (laughs) us. Don't. We don't want these empty calorie stats. We don't want to be, you know, a good stats, bad team. Well, let me cut you off. That's actually a, a discussion that we've had before. So, Austin, I've, let's let's rehash this. Um, would you rather have a career for, like, let's say the Kings or the Pistons, who, like, you're on that team, you're one of the best players, you make $200 million in your career, but you never make the playoffs? Or would you rather win a few championships on good teams, be a, a stellar role player, or make $100 million in your career? Am I... Did you say I make the Hall of Fame? I, I don't know. If what, I'm in the first option. Cause, okay, so I'm thinking, like, a... Just off the top of my head, uh, Monte Ellis on the Warriors skill level. Oh man, they made the playoffs though. Oh okay, well like let me think of someone else. Two, but I get what you're saying. Like they weren't very, they weren't a great team ever. Yeah, I guess like, well, if Kevin Love kept it up in Minnesota, he probably would have made the Hall of Fame, right? Just that career alone, but never <laughs> he making might the playoffs. Still make it. I mean, no, he'll still make the the Hall of Fame, right? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, uh, we can compare him to someone going in now real quick. Like, Ben Wallace just got in. Would you rather have Kevin Wallace or Ke- <laughs> Kevin Love or Ben Wallace Hall of Fame? Because I'd pick Ben Wallace. I'd pick Kevin Love. And they both feel like borderline cases. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've watched the new documentary about the Malice at the Palace on Netflix. No, but I, I heard an interview with Jermaine O'Neal Dude, about that. It is so good. Is it really? It's just one hour long. Um, it's not trending like t- at the very top. Like I, I went to the trending on Netflix and had to scroll back like 20 things before it's I found Untold, it. right? Yeah, it's Untold. It's part of a series. Yeah, so they have um, Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson, Ron Artest doing most of the talking, and then Reggie's in there too. Um, man, it is so good. But it really mm. makes you hate uh, what happened with the the Pistons, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And then you really leave feeling awful for Jermaine O'Neal. It's just like, yeah. it's such a bummer because his career was marked by what happened there. Yeah. And he, when he brought it to court, to federal court, all the, like, he wasn't punished for anything. But the NBA still banned him for 25 games, even though, like, the detectives and lawyers found out that, like, he acted in a normal way in the he situation. He acted in self-defense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did almost kill a guy. With that uh, sliding punch, but he was protecting Ron Artest, who was getting fronted by that dude too. Is what I mean is what he says. Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson. Yeah, I think. No, it's Ron Artest because the guy comes to square up with Ron Artest, who they interview the dude actually in the documentary. I don't want to give like all the fun stuff away or anything, but they actually interview the dude, and then they show Jermaine O'Neal coming to clock him, um, and uh, like doesn't connect fully because he starts to slip at the end. Yeah. Um. Which we've always talked about is like the greatest thing that ever happened to Jermaine O'Neal is that punch didn't hit. Oh, um, he like he would have killed. He would have hit that guy so <laughs> hard. 
So, I mean, just the full force of like somebody who's like six eleven and two hundred fifty pounds too. Yeah, just hitting some and is boiling over at this point. Scrub. Yeah. And honestly, at like scared for their life too. Like there's fifteen yeah. versus thirty thousand, and the fans are throwing stuff and coming onto the court. So yeah, it's crazy. Shout out Scott Pollard. Yeah, friend, friend of the podcast. Of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, back to the original question, Austin. I think I'd take the two hundred. <laughs> You can hear a baby laughing in the background. It's cold. That's how the Pacers felt during the malice at the palace. What? They, they were screaming and. Oh, okay. Well, it was a happy scream though. That's, oh, was that a happy? That scream? was happy. See, yeah. I'm not a parent yet. I don't know. You are in a way. Uh, yeah, but I have never been around my kids <laughs> to actually see them grow up, so I don't know what it's like to parent. <laughs> you know one aspect of what it's like to. parent. I check a box as a parent, but I I have not done the raising. That's that's laughter. That's laughter. That's baby does, laughter. does it not sound like laughing? He's losing his mind. A I, little bit. Uh, I thought he was like, maybe he pooped himself or something. <laughs> Which could warrant laughter. That, you know. It could. No, he's he's cracking up over there. I don't know if he's ready to go to bed soon or something. No, he's not. He's just having a good time, I guess. Man. <laughs> okay, it looks like he's getting moved. Oh, waving. He's waving to us. Bye. <laughs> Later, Koa. He just learned waving a, a couple time. days ago. So You just learned how to wave. He did. Man. So, all right, man. See you, Koa. That's not a happy sound. That's a that's a yeah. That's a that's a sad sound. Huh. But hey, that's okay, kids. Sorry, we're talking through this instead of you guys getting to see this. But if you're listening, thanks for sticking around. Still, we should we should add an, a video element to our pod. Yeah, we will. We should. But anyway, so I I do the two hundred million. I I honestly, if I was in the NBA, I'd just try to get the bag. You know, it would be cool to be a legend in Sacramento. Yeah. Detroit, less appealing. Yeah, well, no. Why would you want to go to Detroit? Cade Cunningham did, I guess, but we we all know that he really didn't want to go. If you could go there and reform the franchise, but it sounds like in this situation, I don't. No. <laughs> no playoffs. <laughs> no playoffs ever. So, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather live in Sacramento than Detroit. We're just comparing Oh, for sure. Apples. For sure. And... Um, that's a really nice arena. I've never been to the Pistons arena, so I can't speak on that. Oh, okay. Little Caesars. Is it called Little Caesars Palace? I think so, yeah. And then uh, something one is the Kings one, right? What yeah, is it? but that's a really nice arena. What's it called? I don't know. It's something one, right? I don't know. Like the number one? Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. So uh, I was actually... So I just also went... We need to get to the podcast, too. Jeremy usually keeps us on track, but he's not here, so... We can do whatever we, we want. We can do whatever we want, man. Um, I just went on vacation with my college roommate and his wife and then my wife and my kid. Um, and we were uh, ta- we were reminiscing about our soccer playing days at school. Mm. And I, it's the funniest thing. Like, we would go, we'd lose 7-0, 8-0 mm-hmm. right on the regular. And then me and him would go get McDonald's sodas after just a couple burgers and... Wonder never why really you guys kept losing seven zero yeah well that i mean we just never we didn't care at that point yeah. <laughs> so for me yeah i love winning but like if i can go get the bag you know winning's not everything if i can get a hundred million dollars more McDonald's bag. yeah so i know it's not like a totally i will say too i was on a couple really bad basketball teams when i was in school and when you do win a game and you stink it feels really. It almost probably feels like you've won <laughs> a championship. 
<laughs> yeah. And then when you lose by a lot, it's like, well, okay, I've this is normal. Felt this before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we should get to the podcast because we're we're pretty deep into this episode already. Yeah. And we have a lot to talk about today. But do you got a stat of the day? I do have a stat of the day. Do you remember where you were on November twentieth, twenty sixteen? Uh no, that's a good question. December, you said? November. November? No, so beginning of the season, I guess, a few games in. Mm. No, I, I don't know. Well, I can tell you where I was. Okay, let's hear it. I was in Oklahoma City doing Oklahoma things. Like wrangling cows? Wrangling cattle, saying yeehaw, partner. <laughs> Getting my spurs on straight. Dude, there's some parts in Oklahoma where you drive through it and all you smell is cows. Even like when your car windows are rolled up and you have that one setting that's like circulating air on, mm-hmm. all you smell is the cows, like the methane. Man. It's bad. I I I don't think Oklahoma City's that way. I would hope not, considering it's actually a decently sized city. Yeah. But I was there not only to do cowboy things, but I was also <laughs> there to watch future pacer Happy birthday to this pacer, Demonis Sabonis. Oh. Play his first game against the Pacers. Oh, cool. Um, but the Pacers won. Demonis went home unhappy that night, but he would become happy in the future because he'd become a Pacer. The Pacers won this game in overtime, 115 to 111. And Sabonis in. 20 minutes he actually started this game i don't know if this was his first career start or not but uh it was a very bad game for him he was a minus 19 (laughs) he had seven points and six rebounds and he shot three for ten and one of five from three he did not shoot any free throws it was a really bad game for sabonis (laughs) if he was starting at this point regularly he probably got pulled out of the lineup yeah well, if you remember, he was a corner three-point shooter at the time. He took five this game, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I Can I give one correction real quick? When you came here, I told you it was his birthday because the Pacers posted on Instagram celebrating our favorite lefty today. Uh-huh. It's not his birthday. It's left-handers day. Ah. So I looked up well, his birthday. It's May 3rd, and this is not May 3rd. Happy birthday, Redacted, <laughs> Mr. Sabonis. But happy left-handers day to yeah. you, to our favorite pacer left-hander yeah there's no other lefties on the team is there uh cj miles is gone gosh dude i cj miles he's but he's gone yeah that's funny yeah i mean he's been gone for like four years um actually this might have been the last time cj miles was on the team and he did not play in this game he actually says he was not with the team oh but if you remember this was the last paul george year the next year sabonis got traded to the pacers this was also the russell westbrook mvp year um, that then led to oh Oladipo. He had 14 points in this game. Heck yeah, and uh, was a plus four. Wait, do we do we like Oladipo? Do we decide? We like Oladipo, right? Enough. I don't know. I'm asking you, dude. I'm so emotional about this. I'm just not gonna answer. Okay. Yeah, you. Should Bad question, Austin. Talk, Why'd you have to ask that? Talk to a therapist. <laughs> talk I should. This That's with a therapist. Honestly, probably a good idea. But hey, thanks for the side of the day. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Um, you want to move on to the NBA draft? Let's do it. So um, if you weren't able to watch, we're going to mostly cover or talk about what the Pacers did at this draft. 
Austin, I'm sure you have some thoughts about the rest of the draft too, like some guys that fell that you should have thought or that you thought should have gone earlier, guys that were drafted earlier that you thought should have gone later. But we'll talk about that a little bit. But let's just start with who the Pacers got. So we had the 13th pick. Moses Moody falls all the way to 13. Moody, Moses, Moses Moody. <laughs> yeah, dude, so funny. <laughs> if you didn't see it, Kendrick Perkins couldn't say Moses Moody. And I, it sounded like he was having a stroke. I'm sure a lot of people were concerned. It was yeah. weird. It was really weird, right? He was glitching. Yeah. No, um, he just had a total breakdown. Yeah, he tried to say it six or seven times, and no one said anything while he's doing it. It's just <laughs> happening. <laughs> but uh, so Moses Moody falls to 13th. Seems like the guy the Pacers are going to pick. Um, they even had like a private workout with him and Kai Jones. It seemed like they were high on him. Whatever. And then uh, Silver walks up. Adam Silver walks up. And announces that the Pacers drafted Chris Duarte from Oregon, the 24-year-old rookie, which at the time was a bummer because there was a uh, 19-year-old who can hit threes, create his own shot, and play good defense and Moses Moody on the board. And you took a 24-year-old who's five years older and who does the same stuff. So it was tough at the time. Then the next day it comes out the Warriors um, were so mad that Duarte was off the board. They ended up drafting Moses Moody after, um, who I guess they liked enough, but they were trying to send Moses Moody to the Pacers with a pick for Duarte immediately after. Mm. Um, and finding to me, honestly, the first moment where I was like, okay, I can maybe get behind this pick was when the Warriors came out and talked about how much they loved him. They compare him to uh, Clay Thompson, mm. a 3 and D. They said if his shooting can translate, there could be Clay Thompson potential in there. Um, and honestly, at this 13th pick, finding someone who is, or who has potential to be an elite three and D player is exactly what you want at this point too, mm-hmm. because obviously the Pacers don't need bigs right now because we, we start to too many. Yeah. We start two that shouldn't be starting next to each other. Um, and also Goga who we just love <laughs> some of us, <laughs> um, and I mean, just the three and D guy who can play, uh, at, I mean, the two and three, hopefully at least two positions, um, and who can hit shots, hopefully at an elite level. He shot 42% from three in Oregon or at Oregon last year. So has the ability to, uh, shoot at the next level for sure. Um, I, this just made sense, man. Defensively too, in the summer league, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but, and we shouldn't overreact about the summer league. But he's looked really good defensively. Had great instincts, made some steals, made some blocks. Had four steals and four blocks last game. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited about this now. He's 24. But, Austin, what, what are your thoughts? And then I actually have a list of some 24-year-olds who have been drafted. Um, Is that Buddy healed one of them? Oh, was he 24? He, I mean, I just remember him being old. Yeah, I don't know. When he came out. Because I think he played four years. It is something you don't see anymore. Um but if the player's good, you know, you might get five less years out of them. But also, guys ask for trades all the time now, and they, you know, they leave and go elsewhere in free agency. So if a guy's good and he's more experienced, I think that can be an advantage. Yeah. So you're right about Buddy Heald. He was 24. Good call. Was he? Yeah. yeah. 24 is rookie year. I wonder if that's why he wears 24. Oh. But I think he also wore 24 in college. It was probably just a Kobe thing. Maybe. But it could have been because he was an old rookie. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm trying yeah, to see if there's anything else. Nothing wrong, per se, with being an old rookie. You are, as far as like height, you're fully filled out, but I'm sure he's he's definitely been in a weight room more than Moses Moody or somebody else, you know, so you're more toned, more uh, more basketball playing experience. Yeah. All that's good stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about the 24-year-olds that were drafted in a second, but I first want to go over the other draft pick that we made. So we started the draft with the 13th, 54th and 60th pick pretty quickly traded the 54th and 60th for the 31st with the bucks um and then that 31st pick we packaged with aaron holiday to get isaiah jackson and austin i'm sure this was your favorite move that as was a Pacers the best fan. pick of the draft yeah because you've been very low on aaron holiday all year yeah i don't even know who isaiah jackson is i'm gonna be fully honest okay but <laughs> i know that aaron holiday his time had come to an end in Indiana and uh so good so good move. Yeah. Um also we it turns out we were gonna sign TJ McConnell too to a long term deal. And the real like the big reason that Aaron Holiday didn't get as much time as we had hoped for last season or even the season before was because TJ McConnell was cutting into those minutes. Right. And TJ McConnell's a better player too. You know, he's like what we need. He's a playmaker off the bench who's pesky on defense. Um, and makes players around him better. Aaron Holiday is a shot creator, which doesn't really line up with a lot of the other pieces we have. Um, yeah, he doesn't really do any of the things TJ McConnell does. Yeah, no, I mean, they're almost complete opposites. Aaron Holiday is a shooting guard, or a combo guard, I guess, who um, is undersized at yeah. that point. So I wish him nothing but the best in Washington, though. I, I mean, I still love him as yeah. a player. Hey, best um, of luck. Yeah, and I just, I mean, TJ McConnell seems like the better fit for the Pacers now if we're sticking with this team. So making that trade was um, awesome for the Pacers, and something that I took away from it too at the time was if we're like reaching to, or if we're trading all the way up to the twenty-second pick. Um, so essentially, we trade fifty-four, sixty, and Aaron Holiday for the twenty-second pick. Um, if we're trying that hard to get to that pick, there's probably like a a reason that they're reaching for this center. And to me, it seems like Goga Batadze isn't in the future plans for the Pacers. I would, I think that's an accurate assessment. Yeah. Uh, I know you love Goga. Uh, I haven't loved, and you watch more of the Pacers games than I do as well, but I have not loved the development of Goga so far. And I feel like if he was really that good, he'd just, he'd be getting more minutes by now. And of course he's, what, 21 years old i think 20 21 yeah and and big men take a longer time to come along but for now you have miles turner under contract he's 22 yeah so and that's i mean that's the problem too honestly is he's gonna be up for an extension soon um isaiah jackson puts them on a better timeline because miles turner and sabonis are still here for the time being mm -hmm. um and now you're getting Isaiah Jackson on a cheaper deal who can protect the rim and rim run too on offense. Um, and it just made sense to me. And it seems like this is a money saving choice for the Pacers too in the next couple years. Um, plus, I mean, when you watch Isaiah Jackson and what he's able to do, I think he averaged 2.6 blocks per game at Kentucky last season. Um, not an elite scorer, averaged eight points and they needed scoring at Kentucky last year. Um, but 
there's a comparison I saw someone lined it up and said this dude plays just like Nick Claxton, who you know I love. Yeah, Nick Claxton's a nice little player. Yeah, when I watch Isaiah Jackson play, I immediately thought because you see the rim protecting and the rim running, I thought this could be like a Nerlens Noel. I mean, they have kind of the, a similar frame mm-hmm. too. Um, this could be like a Nerlens Noel type of player who would be a really good big man off the bench for any team. Um, and I think he was the starter for the Knicks much of the year once Mitchell Robinson he was, went yeah, down, right? When he went down. Yeah, I mean, I really like Nerlens Noel. he just got $35 million. Unreal. Um, and yeah, then I also kind of see some like Clint Capella potential in there too. Um, well, hey, if this guy turns into Clint Capella, that's... Which would be hard to do. Yeah. But I'm just thinking best case scenario, like rim protecting, can rebound and rim run then like you might be looking at someone like that he doesn't have like the interior post skills like a demonis sabonis has or you know like some of the greater nba players in the history of the league like andre drummond (laughs) (laughs) who hey saved his kid from drowning the other day i know and i i uh i posted on all pacers on instagram uh on the story i said someone should get this dude a super max contract because of that instead he got a vet minimum the the Before thing is, dude, that. he cares about others, you know? I mean, it, yeah, it's his kid, but he's just a caring man. You know, like, someone go pay him. He deserves well, it. Technically, Philadelphia did pay him. Yeah, but barely. You know, like, he should be getting 40-plus million a year somewhere. Oh, Lord. Especially if you're going to Philly, who's playing the Pacers four times a year. Then, like, that's four guaranteed wins, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, right there, so. I'm sure that the Pacers could trade for him easily oh man you know i'd love that i'd buy a drumming jersey as soon as it as soon as the trade went through i know (laughs) but um anyway yeah isaiah jackson i'm excited about that i know gog is not excited about that he's been hurt too and has missed the summer league again um and this i mean we i think too like once goga like had that heated discussion almost fight with greg foster last year Mm -hmm. i think the organization probably looked at that and was like well if this dude's gonna like talk back to coaches then we probably like i mean i'm sure like in their heads are like thinking a little bit less of him now because of that altercation so i bet this has uh, been a, a little bit of a long time coming um and i, I don't know i i hope for the best for gogo obviously but I, I really do like isaiah jackson at this spot so let's talk about now austin 24 year olds or older who are rookies um because i know a lot of people have been bummed about the Chris Duarte pick when Moses Moody was on the board. And I'm not going to lie, I was one of them at the time. Um, but I'm going to go over this list of 24-year-olds, which I should have had pulled up. But I don't. Let's see. <laughs> um, you, got, you got any songs well, you wanted to sing? I ate some buffalo chicken dip that your wife had set out. All right, perfect. Thank podcast. you. That was, that was a great uh, filler. That's Thank you, great. Austin. I'm ready. <laughs> Much like the buffalo chicken dip was a great filler. <laughs> All right. Dennis Rodman, 25-year-old rookie, Hall of Famer. Yeah. David Robinson, 24-year-old rookie, Hall of Famer. Kendrick Nunn, 24-year-old rookie, still playing, but I really like him, so I put him on this list. Mm. And this is in no particular order, too, okay? Okay. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis, 31-year-old rookie. <laughs> Antonio Davis. Bit pa- of a different circumstance. Yeah, but definitely. Okay. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis, 25-year-old rookie, Pacers legend. Um, Dikim- Antonio Davis, you mean? Yeah, what did I say? You said you said Arvidas Sabonis again. Oh, I mean Antonio Davis. Okay. Um, Dikembe Mutombo, 25-year-old rookie. Mm. Sam Cassell, 24-year-old rookie. And Pacers point guard, Malcolm Brogdon, who won rookie of the year, was a 24-year-old rookie. There we go. So if you're uh, 
I was actually looking at the odds today for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe putting some money on Duarte because like he's already, you know, like d- pretty developed in a lot of ways, but it also doesn't feel like the Malcolm Brockton year because there's a Cade Cunningham and a Jalen Green already coming in and looking really good too. So I think it's going to be one of them, but um if you're feeling uh, if you're feeling risky, Duarte has some pretty good odds right now to win Rookie of the Year, um, or like uh, nice odds to make some good money. I think it's plus thirty-eight hundred. Oh wow! Yeah. So I mean, if you want to put a buck down, you might win thirty-eight bucks if he wins Rookie of the Year. Go buy yourself a nice dinner with that thirty-eight dollars. Yeah. Um, and if if you're also feeling risky, this is what I did. I think it's a smart move. Indiana Hoosiers twenty twenty two NCAA champions. I put one buck on it. Um. Or I might have put three bucks on it. No, I put five on it to win two hundred twenty-five dollars, and I'm gonna hope hopefully are, cash out. Wait, what are their odds then? I don't so, remember. It was pretty high. I saw Purdue was the sixth or seventh highest odds. So shout out Purdue fans out there listening. I know there are some. I'm not a so Purdue Indiana's fan, but you know, plus forty-five hundred. Yeah. Oh, I would have. I would have not thought they were even that low or high. Dependent. So is Indiana supposed to be good? I mean, they have Trace Jackson coming back, and then Mike Woodson's the coach, and a lot of returning guys too. So I mean, I feel pretty good about it. I think if I can cash out at some point too, I'm going to do it because I don't think they're yeah. going to win the championship. But uh, that's true. I think it's a good cash out opportunity. Anyway, let's move on to the to the. Or do you have any other thoughts about the draft in total? Like any guys that were drafted where you're just like, man, I really like this dude. No, I know nothing about college basketball, so I always reserve my judgment until I see guys play. Um, it sounds like Cade Cunningham is supposed to be really good. <laughs> it sounds like the Mobley guy is supposed to be really yeah, good. Yeah, man, this is top quality analysis. Mm-hmm. This is good. <laughs> but Any other thoughts? What I'm about Jalen Green? Opposed Jalen Green, I've heard, is supposed to be really good. He went to Houston, right? Yep. And he's looking really good in the summer league. Well, he's already played against grown men because he was in that That's the true. G League. Yeah. Or is it the G League now or the D? The, it's G, the league. G League. Come now, on, yeah. dude. Come on. <laughs> you can't know nothing about the draft and then not know if it's G League. Well, you're better. Than I don't this. know anything about the G League. You're better either. than this man. I don't, watch, <laughs> I don't watch the G League either. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of guys that uh i liked fell a little bit but i think the pacers ended up getting some good guys here um walking away with duarte and jackson so i'm pretty stoked about it not having aaron holiday anymore yeah man it's that's my draft analysis perfect storm that's a good move right there that's exactly what you were asking for austin no more aaron holiday Mm -hmm. um let's move on to signings so the pacers had two signings this year (laughs) not sign language okay Pacer signed. We re-signed T.J. McConnell. So the the thought going into free agency was we're gonna have to choose between McConnell and McDermott because they're both probably gonna get at least ten million a year. Um, we even said less. I think actually, right? We were probably saying like eight or nine for McConnell. But it, uh, yeah, it was well, something we like can that. talk about that in a minute. We can yeah. always go back to that. Um, oh no, well I guess McConnell actually made less than forty million in four years. But we we the Pacers chose McConnell over McDermott, which was probably the best move. Um, if TJ Warren's coming back and like we're getting all these pieces, we're probably more in need of TJ McConnell than McDermott. So the Pacers got him for a four-year, $35.2 million deal. Um, at the same time, Doug McDermott signed with the Spurs for a three-year, $42 million deal. So you're saving a ton of money on McConnell right there. 
Um, what what are your thoughts on those deals? Just like hearing them right now. Uh, the McConnell deal, I don't love because, like, campaign got three years, nineteen million. Patty Mills got two for twelve. Kendrick Nunn, who we mentioned earlier, got two for ten. It just seems like to pay almost ten million dollars a year for your backup point guard who he'll be 33 in uh in the final year of this contract yeah it just it seems and i don't know how the contract is structured if it's more front-loaded or it's evenly distributed but it just seems like backup point guards are a dime a dozen so if you're gonna pay one that much it's backloaded it's backloaded so well, that's even worse 7.58 Point one, eight point seven, and then nine point three million in twenty four, twenty five. At thirty three, TJ McConnell's going to be making nine point whatever million. Nine point three. Nine point three million. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem like a great deal to me. He's a fine. I think you and Jeremy are both higher than on TJ McConnell than I am. Um, it just seemed like a bit of a waste of money for me. I would have rather had, like I said, somebody like a Patty Mills for six million a year patty mills would have got more money if he didn't go to brooklyn though like i don't know that that's true pat i mean patty mills was not gonna get nine million a year like tj mcconnell did from anybody i bet he would have after these olympics i bet he could have signed for a fifth one year okay but that's the thing he signed before the olympics oh free agency or was going on i think during a little bit before and then during the olympics i bet like if i bet there are a couple teams that could have made more room or like could have paid patty mills more but he went to the team he thinks is going to win the championship right isn't that what like isn't that the decision that he made doesn't that make sense i'm sure anybody i mean the pacers obviously could have paid him more than brooklyn if they didn't sign mcconnell but i just i don't think there's a market for backup point guard who's in he is in his 30s like yeah that's part of it too he's older yeah so i mean saving 1.5 million on patty mills this year probably yeah probably would have been good for the pacers but i also think that he probably would have got more than tj mcconnell on a yearly basis just like no you really don't think so no i mean i feel like the patty mills hype was crazy this year in free agency I would rather have Patty Mills than TJ McConnell just for a game, but he's not worth $9 million a year. Let's, uh, okay, let's move on to uh, next. We got Tory Craig, two year, $10 million deal. Hey, listen, you're never going to hear me squabble or have any qualms with Tory Craig. Okay. I love Tory Craig. This really? Is, this is genuine. I love Tory Craig. He is a cuz I've I've watched Torrey Craig since he came into the league. He is Where where did he start? Was it Denver? I think he started in Denver, yeah. Okay. Um I think he was undrafted too. The guy is great at guarding smaller perimeter players. Um he's 6'7". Yeah, he he is not as much of a lockup on the Paul George types, the bigger wings. Um, but I would say he's a very good defender on like smaller guards you can put him on, um, like the Lillard types, 
guys like that, and he does a pretty good job. Um, he's an okay-ish three-point shooter. His real value, though, is in loose balls, scrapping, getting oh. offensive rebounds. Like a Jakar Sampson type. Yes, but he makes his dunks. <laughs> can he shoot three? He can shoot threes a little bit better. Well, actually, I'm looking at it right now. So for Phoenix, he shot 37% from three. Milwaukee, he shot 37, just about 37% from three. And that was all this year. That was this year. He was on both those teams at yeah. different points. Um, and then Denver. So his three-point shooting has gone up every stop. So started as his rookie year, which he was on a two-year deal in Denver. Um Shot 29.3% from three, then 32.4, then 32.6, then bumped all the way up to 36.9 at his last stop. So mm-hmm. um, definitely improves, which is a great sign for any NBA player. Um, so it's, I mean, we know that he works hard too, even from what you're saying and from what we've seen from him in the past. He is a scrappy player. Yeah. Um, do you think he's like a, a good role-playing 3 and D player? Does he fit that mold? Is that what you, no, because he's – I mean, if he's going to continue to shoot or if it goes up even a little more into the high 30s on his three-point percentage, then maybe we can – but he's he's not an elite defender and he's certainly not an elite three-point shooter, but he is a great depth player to have off of your bench who can – I mean, he started a lot for Denver in years past. Um, I have all those numbers right here. So started five – rookie year 37 second year and then 27 the year after that yeah so he's he's a great guy to have off the bench he's everybody you know in denver and phoenix it seems like they really loved him it didn't really work out for him in milwaukee um but yeah be very happy about tory craig pacers fans and I'm not saying don't be happy about T.J. McConnell. He was good last year. You I just, just don't love the deal. I don't like the deal, no. Yeah, which is fair. Um, and then we already talked about McDermott, but we lost McDermott to free agency. Um, there's been no signs of Jakar Sampson um, back to the Pacers, so it's already looking like it's not going to happen. Thoughts on that? Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Six, seven centers who can't space the floor or do much of anything on offense or guard big post players and rebound exceptionally well don't tend to work out yeah um i'm looking right now he may be coming back to the pacers but that was just one site that said so well if udonis haslam's getting another contract anybody can (laughs) yeah i saw that so how old's he gonna be now i don't know 50 maybe (laughs) I mean, it's getting ridiculous. I saw something on Twitter that Miami is basically just repaying him for sometime in the mid-2000s. I guess he turned down a lot of money from Dallas and took less to go back to Miami. And look, respect to Udonis Haslam. He was at one time a, a very nice player and has obviously been very loyal to that franchise. I'm trying to see how old he is now, but of course, basketball reference. Who we don't like, <laughs> which stinks, will not let me see uh, how old he is right now. Okay, I actually, so Jakar Sampson was not signed. I have the top five uh, power forward free agents pulled up according to sportskeeda.com. Never heard of them. But here's their rankings from, do you want to go one to five or five this to is one? This who's left. Yeah. 
Power forward still left. You want to go five to one or one to five? Go five to one. Okay, well let me go back then. So uh, number five is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Okay, he Num- should be on a team. Number four is Jakar Sampson. He's not better than Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Number three, okay. Jared Vanderbilt. Number two, Paul Millsap. And oh, Paul, poor Paul. You think he's going to get a contract somewhere? I heard he might sign with Golden State. I, I'm looking at that right now, yeah. The Warriors can add more defensive toughness and inside dominance in veteran Paul Millsap. Well, I don't know about inside dominance. Did I, Oh, yeah, it does say inside dominance. <laughs> this isn't like a verified, oh, well, it's clutch points. But it, it's, okay, I just answered it. Yeah, it's clutch points. Who's number one? Number one, Lori Markinen. Oh, yeah, true. He does not. On a team, and Chicago can match. Yep, and Any I bet they won't. He gets. I bet they won't. But they ought to. Teams letting assets walk for free, like the Pelicans, just letting Lonzo Ball go for free. Yeah. Basically, I mean they got nothing. Of they got Saturansky and like a second round pick back in that deal. Yeah, this is stupid. Why so you, you think just... Lonzo's better than Saturansky now? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> just by a bit, but yes. It was weird seeing Lonzo um, shoot well from three this year, and to me it seems like he would have been a great fit with Zion for the future. So it did seem like a weird... Lonzo Ball would be a great fit on any team because he doesn't need the ball. He's a pretty good defensive player. He can sh- His shot has improved greatly, at least it did last year. We'll see if it sticks, but... And it wasn't just a thing of, oh, he took one or two a game. He was taking, I think, maybe seven or eight threes a game. Unreal. And he shot 37%. So, yeah, ridiculous why they just let him walk. But anyway, I guess they got Devontae Graham back who. Oh, yeah. you know They whatever. probably like Devontae Graham more. He just he's not a defender. He's not really much of an anything. I mean, he's a I, shot creator at the worst, right? He's, Which is pretty good. He he is a shot creator at the worst. He shoots like 40% from the field. I don't know, man. He's a he's a great three-point shooter. I I don't agree with I I agree with you completely on all of this. Yeah. Like I would have rather had Lonzo than him. I don't I mean Lonzo got paid a good amount, right? Wasn't it that seems like a great deal for Lonzo. Like it was twenty-one four years, million a year or something. Four years, eighty-five million. So you're looking about twenty. So yeah, I mean that's million. that is a lot of money though, and you have to think the Pelicans are thinking we're gonna have to pay Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram in the next couple years. You don't have to pay Brandon Ingram because I don't know if that's the future. Oh. This is becoming all dot Pelicans very quickly, but the we were uh, going to talk about the rest of free agency at some point the smallest market in the nba is the pelicans so i guarantee no one listening is, is a pelicans fan because i am guessing that there aren't any pelicans fans your goal though should be to try and entice zion to stay which he'll be a restricted free agent he can ask for a trade all he wants but and try to sign elsewhere and they can just match it when that time comes but you should be trying to keep zion happy and build a team that could win. The first two years in the league, first year in the league, he was hurt, and then they got to the bubble and had to clock out early. Yeah, because they got bounced, didn't make the playoffs, and then this year, their team woefully underperformed. Uh, they they didn't even make the play-in game, did they? No. Yeah, 
then they because they hired Stan Van Gundy, awful yep. coaching, decision. which we all knew. The team had Eric Bledsoe and and Stephen Adams on it, which made no sense. So I don't know what the heck they're doing. They had a good trade with Memphis to get rid of Bledsoe and Stephen Adams, yeah, which was nice. Um, and they got Valanchunas back, who's a nice player. Who is a nice player? Yeah, has his defensive limitations, you know, at times, but he is a fantastic rebounder and scorer. And he can stretch the floor too, which Steven Adams couldn't do. Um, but I just don't—I don't know why you wouldn't keep a, an asset in Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like they're uh, being run. What is it, David? Uh, what's his name? David Griffin. David Griffin. Yeah, the old Cavaliers GM, who mm-hmm. I also have never thought is good um, at being a GM. I know he got a lot of praise because they won a championship. I don't know how much he had to do with it because they had LeBron there. Um, and I don't know, man. I just don't have faith in him. I don't think he's proven yet that he's a good uh, GM. I don't know what your thoughts are, but that's just how I feel about it. I'd have to go back and look through some of his history as an executive. But, yeah, some weird moves from them. Definitely. Especially in the last few years. So let's talk now about the summer league. So we're getting to see a lot of these guys for the Pacers. Um, and there's some storylines coming out of this, too that we definitely need to talk about. So first of all, we're getting to watch Chris Duarte and Isaiah Jackson, which we wanted. Um, and they're looking good, man. I know it's not safe to overreact to the summer league. I did see a tweet um, f- from, I can't remember who, but basically if someone looks amazing in summer league, overreact. If they don't look amazing, remember it's the summer league. So that's exactly what I'm doing right here. I'm overreacting because people look really good. So I'm loving Chris Duarte. I don't know if you followed along with uh, Kiefer Sykes at all in the TBT. He hit the game winner for Bayheim's Buddies or whatever it's called. Bayheim's Armies. Bayheim's Army. Um, not Bayheim's Buddies. Uh, he hit the game winner, though, to win a million dollars in the final game and then immediately got a deal with the Pacers. I think it's a two-way contract. Oh, okay. So crazy but we're getting to watch him right now in the summer league too he's a six foot tall guard from wisconsin uh i can't green bay i think um but okay. he was a two-time conference player of the year um has played in china why it did looked, he play on a team called Bayheim's buddies then uh i i don't know it's like you know friend of the podcast kyle mangus was playing for the purdue team but he's not from purdue so i think they just like mostly have syracuse grads or guys who played for syracuse on the mm. team but then they also add a few guys as well Okay. So it's like I don't know who all is on the Ohio State team. Who was uh, their general manager was Jared Solinger. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but yeah, funny. And then Aaron Kraft was point guard too, who we very much don't like here on the All Pacers Pod. Um, yeah. Except if he ever wants to come on for an interview, we'll 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 love him. I will not be a part of that interview. So, um, yeah, Kiefer Sykes, we, we signed him. He hit that shot and got a deal immediately, which is just crazy. And I'm sure the coolest moment that he could have ever experienced right there. Um, I'm a, so, Sham Sharani actually tweeted. I just want to verify this, too. After hitting a game winner to win the basketball tournament $1 million prize, guard Kiefer Sykes has agreed to a deal with the Indiana Pacers. So good let's, for him. Yeah, good for him. So, let's go over. Um, oh, and then, sorry, one more storyline. So, Cassius Stanley is who we all guess is going to get the next two-way deal for the Pacers. Um, if you don't remember, we drafted him 54th in the 2020 NBA draft out of Duke. 
Um, we're really excited about him. He can dunk. He was in the dunk contest, put on a really bad showing, but like we've gotten to watch him a year. Wasn't great, but we all assumed that he was going to be the next two-way signing for the Pacers. However, we're so the first game when we were up against the Knicks, Dwayne Washington Jr. from Ohio State, I don't remember when he played there last, uh, scored 23 points, shot 8 for 9 from the field, 5 for 5 from 3. Um, we lost 94 to 86, like I said, but um, Cassius Stanley was 0 for 1 from 3 and scored 2 points that game. And it started people, it started a, uh, a I, I've heard a lot of people now talking about signing Dwayne Washington instead of Cassius Stanley. And that's a battle that we're getting to watch right now because the next game, which we'll talk about in a minute, Cassius Stanley had a better game. So um, we got to see Dwayne Washington. O'Shea Brissett started, who we all love O'Shea Brissett, that he hasn't really played since because he came out, put up 22 points, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Um, and didn't shoot great, but like, you know, it was a game changer. And obviously is going to be on the Pacers next year um, and play a role for the Pacers next year. But Chris Duarte has looked like one of the best players too. Maybe the best player has hit a ton of buzzer beaters. Um, and I don't know, Austin, you, you haven't watched the summer league, correct? I know you're busy. Not at all. Mm-mm. It's not like anything definitely that you need to watch, but it, we've gotten to learn a little bit like Chris Duarte can hit shots and he's not going to be like Paul George and miss every single buzzer beater attempt that he takes for the Pacers. So that's a small thing you can learn. Um, Dwayne Washington might be the guy who makes the Pacers roster. We're getting to watch Kiefer Sykes a little bit. Isaiah Jackson's played in a couple games since missing the first one. And um, it's been kind of fun. So like I said, we lost 94, 86 to the Knicks, the Knicks who had Emmanuel quickly. He dropped 32 against us. Um, Obi Toppin at 22. And if I'm the Knicks, I'd be stoked about that. Let's move on to the next game. So then it's at uh, Indiana versus Atlanta. Atlanta won 84 to 83. I'm going to go over the box score too real quick. So Duarte. 12-minute quarters? They're 10-minute. Okay. 10-minute quarters. And then if it goes into double overtime, it's um, first basket wins. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of neat. I saw that guy from Miami hit a. Yeah, he just walked up crazy. Winning shot. Did not look like a basketball player. Gumpy, you know the phrase I use. He looks like a gump. So, <laughs> Duarte had 21. Cassius Stanley had 14 in this one. Hit two for three from three, which we were wanting to see him hit some threes. He may not even be a pacer next year, so I'm not even concerning myself with it much anymore. Um, Dwayne Washington had a worse game. He had four points in this one. Isaiah Jackson came in, was plus 17, had 13 points, and shot pretty well as a rim runner. We got to see an alley oop from Duarte to Jackson too, which was fun. And uh, Pacers fell short, unfortunately, but it's the summer league too. So I got to keep reminding myself that. And I also want to add, because I think a lot of people feel the same way too. Amita Brima is maybe the worst player in the NBA when he makes it into the NBA. And for some Who reason, he's still this? playing on the Pacers or in the Pacers system. So we're going to see you him in Fort Wayne. You guys have said his name so many times and I don't know who he is still. Yeah. And you know what? I've said his name so many times and I'm not even confident if it's pronounced brima i'm pretty sure it's brima but i just bounce back and forth because i don't know i've never really tried to learn much about this dude because i just think there's no reason why we should be having him on our team maybe the mad ants let's just keep him on the mad ants and leave him there okay uh and jordan do you know jordan bone from the pistons last year so he's been on our summer league roster too okay i don't know rookie last year but so atlanta had sharif cooper have 21 um jalen johnson at 18 and I'd be excited if I was a Hawks fan with those two as well. 
Yep. Let's move on to the next game. So, uh, oh, and I didn't even mention the first game, the Wizards versus Pacers, was canceled because of contract uh, contact tracing. I guess there's like a COVID D. I can't even remember what it's called, but outbreak in Vegas right now. So that game was canceled. So let's move on to our most recent game, which was Thursday, August 12th. We're recording this on the 13th, um, and it should come out on the 13th. But if it doesn't, that's what it was on Thursday. So the Pacers played the Trailblazers. We're 0-2 at this point. The Pacers win 97-64. to Complete blowout, Austin. I know you didn't watch Trust this him. game. Yeah. I know you didn't watch this, but I was so stoked to talk to you about it because of who was on the Trailblazers at one point on the court. But let's go over a couple of these players real quick. Cassius Stanley at 12 points, two for five from three. Um, let's see. Uh, Duarte had 19 points, was plus 29, led the charge on a 12-point um, run that the Pacers went on in the third just to pull away from the Trailblazers. Um, Isaiah Jackson looked good, and... We got to see Kiefer Sykes hit a three too. I I jumped in, watched him hit this three, and it was only one for three. I'm looking at now, which I thought he was better, but I mean, he shot one pretty game. well. It was one game. Dwayne Washington was three for six from three. So we're we're seeing these guys, especially in this game, it was a blast to watch. But um, we're seeing some young guys who might be able to prove themselves in the NBA, especially Duarte and Isaiah Jackson. So let's talk about Portland though, because this was actually kind of fun. So at one point on the court, and they might have started. I missed the very beginning of the game, and these guys might have started. But they had Michael Beasley, oh Kenneth Fareed. What in the world? Um, Antonio Blank, Blank, or Blakeney. You remember him from Chicago a few years? No, I don't remember him. And uh, Emmanuel Moutier. Wow. Yeah, weird. So I don't know what they're going for with this. If they're trying to uh, appeal to Damian Lillard a little bit, like, hey, we're trying <laughs> out some veterans <laughs> or something. Mean, they, they do need depth. Bad they do so yeah weird uh kobe simmons was playing too um for them but i don't know who that is he's i think he's been on the trailblazers for a year or two didn't look great and then they have cj ellaby too who didn't look great either but trendon watford christian watford's little brother from the hoosiers of oh years ago his uh he's making a run at the nba now so he's on that team as well but man pacers just blew him out so pacers are now one and three in summer league and uh, next game will be against the Thunder on Saturday, August 14th. Can I just say? Let's hear it. My, because you mentioned Michael Beasley. And I have, this is nothing against Michael Beasley. Hey, I hope he continues to play basketball for a long time and make a lot of money. Um, but when people on Instagram or Twitter see workout videos of Michael Beasley and they're like, why isn't this guy on an NBA team? It's like, because he stunk in the NBA <laughs> for so long and now you're watching him play in a, like a borderline pickup league with guys who who could never imagine, who should be imprisoned if they imagined of playing in the NBA. Of course he looks like he did at Kansas State against these guys. Yeah. I saw the same thing the other day. Isaiah Thomas had 81 points in some, I don't know if it's the Drew League it's or the what. Cro what was it called? Crossover League. But it's the Jamal CRA, Crawford's yeah. League. And they're like, why isn't he on a team? It's like because Isaiah Thomas had a lot of injury problems and he's not, he's borderline unplayable in the NBA now. Yeah. I don't know how people don't understand this. It's just, it's... uh. It's the same reason that we like to post Lance Stevenson. 
on all Pacers because <laughs> people like to talk about it, which is where we're going to next. Oh, boy. Because Lance Stevenson is holding a private workout, I think today or tomorrow, and there's four teams showing up. And I'll tell you right now, one of the teams isn't the Pacers, but Good. should the Pacers be there, no. Austin? And everyone listening, we've already posted about it because we know that's what gets the most um, interest from everybody because we love talking about Lance. But, Austin, you're going to love this, okay? We have the Bucks, the Nets, the Suns, I believe, and the Denver Nuggets, all interested in potentially signing Lance Stevenson. Austin, thoughts? Is Lance Stevenson in that Isaiah Thomas category where it's like, yeah, he looks good outside of it, but he has no value in the NBA right now? What are your thoughts? He has no value in the NBA <laughs> right now. It's don't. Let's say next year we're, we're watching him play on the Nets or the Nuggets, let's just say. And okay, I hope it's the Nets. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a chance that he riles the crowd up enough to where other players get he hyped. He could be a a Thanasis type of guy, right? Into so that bench. sounds like he has a spot in the NBA, right? Thanasis plays. Lance would no, play. No, Thanasis does not play. Yeah, he plays a few minutes, gets he a couple does fouls, not play and dips in out. Games that matter. He played in the finals a couple times when they were blowouts. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Pacers, look, we can... Or at, like, the end of a half when you're like, okay, let's pull this guy out and let's not put in the backup because we don't want him to get a foul either. Yeah. So we'll put this guy in. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I feel like Lance Stevenson has a fit in the NBA, and to me, it's either the Pacers, Nets, or Nuggets. So we'll we'll see where he chooses well, if he gets an, off, an offer. Um, and as always, we'll support Lance... Until the day he decides to hang hey, it up, which will probably another, never happen. If he can get another NBA check, good for him. Yeah. Hopefully it's with the Pacers, it is what me and Austin are saying. Um, I'm And one actual, uh, I got to add something real quick. Doug McDermott did not leave the Pacers for, like, did not just walk from the Pacers and Pacers get nothing. We did get a future second round pick from the Spurs. Oh, baby. So we weren't going to sign Doug McDermott, but it was a sign and trade. Um, so we got a future second. Does that mean but anything to you? They didn't take back any money in return. Let's see. Um, I'm clicking. No laundry machine. Uh, the Spurs received the contract of Doug McDermott. Um, here I'll read it. The Indiana Pacers announced Sunday they have completed a trade with the Spurs. The Pacers received a future second round pick, and in return, the Spurs received Doug McDermott a future second round pick and the rights to. Uh, Swap second round picks in a future draft. So it sounds like the Spurs just what? won this completely. <laughs> Why couldn't they just sign Doug McDermott? I don't know. That is that is strange. Yeah, that all seems very weird, but whatever. Maybe teams are just like not valuing the second round as much anymore. It seems like a weird why like why did the Spurs want to pay Doug McDermott? I mean, he was the second or third option for a lot of the season for the Pacers. Right, but the Spurs and it was pretty good. clearly in rebuild now but you also and have to pay somebody too you know yeah you have to get to 90 percent of the cap so i don't know i mean it's a it's a reasonable deal for mcdermott i don't think it's a bad contract i just don't get why the spurs wanted him a guy who's gonna be 30 this year i get maybe i mean they can always trade him to a contender so maybe they're thinking that is a possibility, but Which you know, he would, man, they, they he still would have Greg great. Popovich, so they'll they'll linger around the ten spot. Yeah, 
Um, and then let's talk real quick. TJ Leaf is still unsigned. However, he did just get engaged. So shout out TJ Leaf. Good for you, TJ. Um, and that pretty much does it for the Pacers. Any so let's let's now talk about the NBA. What are your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win the chip next year? What are the Pacers' chances, Austin? You're pretty good at like knowing the whole league in total. Like outside looking in, what are your thoughts? What are the Pacers' chances of winning the championship? Yeah, close to zero. Whoa. Playoffs? Yes, they should be a playoff team. They can go on a Rick Carlisle, Dirk Nowitzki type of run, right? I wouldn't be surprised if this was the five seed, maybe the back in maybe back in the famous four spot. Ooh, and uh, win a playoff series. The coaching has certainly upgraded this year with Rick Carlisle. Um, which is when we're talking about off-season moves, I think coaching hires go overlooked a lot. Also, hey, shout out to the Pacers have a gold medalist. Yeah, Lloyd Pierce. Oh yeah, was on Greg Popovich's uh, of course Olympic staff. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't remember that. Is now under Rick Carlisle here in Indy after he uh, got booted from the Atlanta head coaching job midway through last season. So we're bringing in some gold medal experience as well as NBA championship experience with the coaching staff, which is nice. Worked with Nate McMillan, too, and lost his job to Nate McMillan. So (laughs) has that hatred as well. Will fit in with the Pacers perfectly because of that. Exactly. I have some odds right now for the Pacers, and I just want to know what, uh, if you would at all, how much you would put on the Pacers in these situations. So right now, NBA championship 2022 outright betting on FanDuel. Pacers are plus 11,000 to win the championship. Right behind the New York Knicks, Spurs, Wizards, and Pelicans at plus 10,000, and right ahead of the Hornets and Raptors at plus 12,000. You think that's a good spot for the Pacers, or do you sprinkle a little on there, hope to get some money back in cash outs? I would not even sprinkle a dollar on it, but if you want to, I would not go more than a dollar or two. Okay, now Because you'll win $220 if you bet $2. Yeah. If they win the championship. If they win the championship, yes. Uh, let's go to regular season MVP. So right now we have um, Demonis Sabonis at plus 6,000 to win MVP. That's okay. right ahead of Julius Randle, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler at plus 6,500. And he's right behind Brad Beal and John Moran at plus 5,500. Are you sprinkling any money on this? Not at all. So also the favorite is Luka Doncic to win MVP. Yeah, which I don't... I mean, it makes sense. I just think Jason Kidd is a very bad coach, and I'm I'm more down on Dallas than most people. I think I was last year, um, and they rallied as the season went on, and Luca kind of played his way into shape. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they were just in the Olympics too, and beat Sabonis just, and Valanciunas in the uh, prelims, right? Yeah. So the, the uh, Lithuania didn't make it because they lost to Luca. Yeah, and. Uh, Slovenia was undefeated heading into the medal determining games yeah. and then lost both, so they didn't end up with a medal. They came in fourth place. Yeah. So unfortunate for them, but um, I don't know. I'm just I'm lower on Dallas. They didn't really add anybody, I don't think, did they? I mean, I know they re-signed Hardaway, but I think Porzingis is just such a problem They traded there. Josh Richardson. They traded Josh Richardson, which was good for them. Um they didn't – he just wasn't a fit, 
on that team, it seemed like. No, yeah, and he didn't look very good, or he's, as good as he had looked in um, Miami. He's Well, he's, he didn't look as good as he did in Miami when he was in Philly two years ago either. He's just not a catch-and-shoot guy, I don't think. Yeah. Which is what you're going to go to, at least up to this point, everybody besides Luka Doncic and Dallas is kind of a catch-and-shoot guy besides maybe like Jalen Brunson or Tim Hardaway when Luka Doncic isn't on the court. Yeah. So, but I'm lower on the Mavericks. I don't see them even being... Looks like they got Reggie Bullock only, plus re-signing a couple of their guys. Reggie Bullock's a good a good guy for them to have, but... Um, uh, $10 million a year for three years. You got to be mad about that if you're mad about TJ McConnell. It's a bit of an overpay, but also it's you got to pay somebody. Well, it's a it's a three and D guy on a team. That Emphasis on the three. It's a three and D t- guy on a team. Yeah, that just needs an abundance of those people just because of the nature of the way they play. So solid guy for Dallas to have. Maybe not worth 10 million a year on the nose but around that i would say let's talk about the rest of the mvp odds for the pacers now too so brogdon we have him at plus sixteen thousand. he is there tied with the bulls newest signing demar Derozan, or did they trade for him he signed right he signed there yeah i'm not excited about the bulls team i'm gonna be honest but I don't want to talk much about it either because we're going to wrap up here in a second. But quick thought. Do you like the Bulls this year? Do you like what they did? They will be a better team. I Listen, I'm going to love watching Chicago this year. Yeah. They have so much. You're high on Levine and Vucevic. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of offensive talent. Um, the defense is going to be a problem. They're going to be asking a lot of Patrick Williams, second-year guy. But, I mean, their offense won through – I mean, Patrick Williams isn't really a scorer yet, but he is – I liked a lot of what I saw from him last year. I think he's going to be a really good NBA player. You've got Kobe White coming off the bench who can get who can get you some buckets. I think that's a great six-man type of guy, kind of the Lou Williams role. And then you got to add Laurie Markin in, right? We'll see if they bring him back. I don't know why you let an asset walk for free. I mean, I know he. it seems like he doesn't want to be there, but he's a restricted free agent. And you have the rights to the guy, so if you need to trade him later, you can do it. Yeah. So speaking of Vucevic, he is at he's one of eight players right ahead of Brogdon in MVP odds at plus thirteen thousand. He's tied with Ben Simmons, Shea Gilders Alexander, Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Lamelo Ball, and Pascal Siakam. Okay. the 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 Shea Gilders Alexander odds are worth fifty cents. A dollar. No, they aren't. Thirteen thousand for SGA. He's not going to win MVP. No, but I mean, like, I I just think the world of him. He is so good. Um, is he is he going to be asked at any point to stay home and miss a game because they want to lose? Very possibly. Probably should. Yeah. But uh, of anybody in that range, that's who I would bet on because if he has some not Lamelo. No, because LaMelo is still the third option on his team. Let's say Ben Simmons gets traded to Portland for Dame, and Ben Simmons starts leading the Trailblazers to a playoff push. 
there's a chance. Is that worth some money? Maybe. I think I think, I think very highly of Simmons though. Here's the thing about Simmons is Simmons and Rudy Gobert are in this bucket now of it's going to be hard for them to win or get consideration for any awards after all the playoff just breakdowns blunders that they've had. But James Harden yeah. won MVP. That's true. But he also averaged astronomical numbers, right? 36 yeah, points Harden per game that year. Is it, that's, yeah. So Rudy Gobert is actually behind Malcolm Brogdon and DeMar DeRozan right now at plus 19,000 along with Chris Tapps Porzingis, Jalen Green, rookie Jalen Green, Drew Holiday, and Colin Sexton. Oh, and wait, there's more. Kimball Walker, Cade Cunningham, Lonzo, DeAndre Ayton, and Michael Porter Jr. All those guys at plus 19,000. Yeah, don't bet on any of these guys. <laughs> and if Rudy then, Gobert could just shoot a dang hook shot, though. If he could shoot a, if he could shoot a jump hook, it, it, it would be it, worth He's not getting any votes still, though. No. Nah. But then, no, I'm hey, saying he would be such a better player. Like, I think, gotcha. think how good Rudy Gobert would be if all, if he could just shoot a jump hook, if they could throw <laughs> him the ball. But he can't. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So let's move on. Uh, and then there's one more pacer. So TJ Warren right now is at plus 24,000. Don't bet on that. Tied with Christian Wood, Draymond Green, and Derrick Rose. Wow. I can't believe Derrick Rose is it? In that ballpark. There are five people at plus 22,000 right ahead of them. That includes Evan Mobley, Anthony Edwards, Kevin Porter Jr., R.J. Barrett, and D'Angelo Russell. And uh, right behind them, the final odds for MVP voting that FanDuel has at plus 25,000, Taco Fall. You putting any money on that? Are you sure it's not 250,000? It's 25,000, and it's for the memes, I'm sure. I wouldn't bet on those odds if it was taco fall to appear in 20 games <laughs> i wouldn't bet on those if it was for him to appear in 10 games i don't think I but anyways <laughs> to circle back the pacers i think you know somewhere in the four to six range i think they should be able to avoid the play-in game coming into this year yeah i think they I, haven't met the Fanduel hasn't met ninth best odds to win the Eastern Conference. The East. I think they are definitely not better than Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Atlanta, or well, Miami. We don't okay. The last two, you're not confident about that. Atlanta or you Miami. You can't be. We're for sure we're certain they aren't better than the Nets, Bucks, or Sixers right now. I feel pretty confident that this team is not better than Miami, who just added Kyle Lowry. And oh, you're right. They're not better than. Atlanta. But they lost their best player last year, or from last year, Goran Dragic. But they replaced him with Kyle Lowry. So you're saying now Lowry's better. the best player on the Heat, or does someone also, else take over? You're doing this for the lulls right now, Jimmy Butler. I'm just saying, most of the time when I watch team. when I watch the Heat, oftentimes I think Goran Dragic is the best player on the floor. He can get he can get some buckets, yeah. He's a very good player. He's at least second best last year, right? Um, <laughs> no, Bam Adebayo. What? Actually, I think you could make it make a make a case that Bam Adebayo might be their best player. Oh, why do you hate Jimmy Butler so much? What? Why do you hate Jimmy Butler so much? I said you can maybe make a case. That's what I'm saying. Why do you hate Jimmy Butler so much? <laughs> what are we doing right now? You know I hate him. But why yes. do you hate him so much? I don't. 
So uh, we've dragged this podcast on long enough. Yes. Um, but it's a lot shorter than I expected it to be, too, which is cool because Jeremy wasn't here to keep us on track. So, uh, Jeremy, if you're still listening at this point, which, like we mentioned earlier, you're more of a downloader, not listener. So I doubt you're listening still. Well, he does perform the podcast. So, yeah. If he doesn't listen, I think that's okay. You don't listen to the podcast? I can't say I do because I live the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. I, I actually do like listening to it. Do you? Yeah. I, I It's probably because I'm narcissistic by nature. Are you a big home video guy too? I'm, uh, Yeah, I'm a big home video guy. Okay. I watch all the... Vi- well, you know I'm a videographer, so I watch all That's the videos true. that I make. That's true. Um, But anyway, Austin... Thanks for uh, helping me keep this podcast on track enough. And you got any thoughts for the upcoming season for the Pacers or what? look into your crystal ball, Austin. What are some expectations that you have? I expect, I just said it, uh, I expect this team should be able to avoid the playing game. Um, I'll admit originally when I said they, I think they could maybe be a four seed, but I forgot that Miami added Kyle Lowry. So I think that that is maybe the third or fourth best team in the East now. But um, this should be a playoff team. It w- should definitely be a more fun and exciting year than last year, assuming, knock on wood, players can stay healthy. TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon um, can Miles. have the whole unit. Yeah, Miles Turner, I think Sabonis missed some time last year too. You're going to have year two of O'Shea Brissett. Which is exciting. Ooh-wee. I know you're really excited about Chris, Chris Duarte. <laughs> Chris Duarte. Hey, uh, shout out Dominican Republic fans out there. I've talked to a few of you. Shout out. from the Dominican? He is, yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, um, look up some interviews of his. He has a pretty thick accent still. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, some friends of ours love to vacation in the Dominican oh. and not invite us. Oh. As you know. Yeah, I, I actually don't know who went to the Dominican Republic. It was Jacob. Oh, they. I feel like they've gone there, right? I don't know. Maybe. I. I we haven't there. been invited, so well, I guess yeah, we, we want to know. know. We I. Uh, I haven't been, or I have been, uh, probably four or five years ago. Okay, nice. Went down there, toured some cigar factories, met with some of the owners. It was super cool. Did really? a Is did a documentary real? series. Yeah. Oh wow! It's just for like a church documentary kind of thing. Nothing big, but it's just me with my camera and a mic, um, and then. Uh, one of my buddies who I was with, and like we went down. He had like this big vision and planned it all out. Interesting. Pretty cool, yeah. Had some cigars. Pretty fun. Yeah. Anyway, I don't like cigars. The the last time I actually had a cigar was two nights before your wedding. Yeah. Well, okay. And you would like. Terribly. I don't smoke cigars either, but I smoked cigars in the Dominican Republic at the time mm-hmm. because how could you not? You know. Well, yeah. In the circumstances, you one too, you and it's would, just super neat. Would be rude yeah. To refuse. Yeah. It's like one of those moments where you're like, all right, I have to do this for the story. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, shout out Dominican Republic. Me and Austin are big supporters of your country and Chris Duarte, right, Austin? Yep. I think <laughs> David Ortiz is from there too. Oh, cool. You're big so, Ortiz fan. I was a big David Ortiz fan really when I was a baseball fan, but that was like ten years ago. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. This train has left the tracks. <laughs> um, and what I will say one more uh, one more thing too. Uh, if you missed it, we found out that Chris Duarte and Devin Booker are the same age. Devin Booker is entering his seventh year in the NBA. Yep. And then um, 
one more thing that I can't remember right now. Oh, yeah, the Pacers are one of two teams to have at least three 20 points per game scores last season. The Nets being the other one. So, I mean, look. Who's our, the Pacers' third guy? It was uh, Lavert, Brogdon, and Sabonis. All had 20. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, is that a sign of what's to come? I don't this know. should you, be a high-scoring team. Balanced at least. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see if they can we'll see if they can figure it out with Sabonis and Turner. That's another thing to watch as the season goes on. But yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, man, um, it was good talking to you. But for Austin, I'm Jack. This is the All Pacers Pod. Peace out. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.